Florida Atlantic is two games away from a national championship in college basketball. It is incredible. It is insane. And it's deserved. There ain't no fluke here. And to talk about it is our coach. He is Matt McCall. He brought Chattanooga to the NCAA tournament. Spent five years as the head man at UMass. Prior to that, an assistant coach for FAU when they won the Sun Belt in 2011. And on Billy Donovan's staff, the back-to-back national champions at Florida. You can see him and hear him on the field of 68, and he joins us here on Ken LeVick Alive. Coach, as always, thank you for popping in. Ken, it's great to see you in person. Yeah. We've been on a couple of these shows, and you've been Live from a hotel room. It's great great to see you in person, for Uh, sure. It it has been a whirlwind, and you know how it goes, whether it is Florida, whether it is Chattanooga, it's just a grind. This whole thing is is a grind. In in your time at Florida, and you've got Horford, and you've got Noah, and Billy D is running the show up there, um, just give people, if you could, a sense of, because you you were, you were on staff as a director of basketball ops, too. So you're not only helping with the game plan, but you're getting the travel set up. You're getting the schedule set up. Just how stressful is this time for people on this support staff? Well, you get to this point in time, Ken, and you know this going through it right now, you're running on fumes, mm-hmm. and you're running basically on adrenaline. And it's a lot of adrenaline pumping through your blood right now, yeah. just in terms of the excitement And every single time in this tournament you advance, it becomes a little bigger. It becomes more exciting. There's more responsibilities for the support staff, for the ops guys, for the GAs, for the managers, as I heard you mention earlier Mm -hmm. about your laundry. There's more stuff that's coming at them. And the biggest thing for the players is to just stay focused. And I think that, to me, has been the most impressive thing that Coach May is doing on this run, is let everybody else deal with all that stuff. Let everybody else. We're going to enjoy when we win. We're going to enjoy when we advance. But we've got to stay focused. And that focus needs to be through the roof going into Houston. I was a part of of the Florida team that that went to the Final Four in 2014. Right. And we were coming off four straight Elite Eights. And it was, hey, man, are we going to get over the hump? Are we going to get over the hump? Are we going to get over the hump? And it was almost like kind of a, I don't want to say a relief, but it was like, oh, we we did it. We, We made the Final Four. And UConn boat raced us in the Final Four game. We were the number one overall seed. We had won 30 games in a row going into that game. And it was just the the level of focus it takes to get it done and cut those nets down on Monday night. And this goes for all teams, right? Everyone's telling UConn, you're going to win. Sure. All the the other good teams are out. This is your tournament. And they better be locked in to right. just get past Miami, it, it who's is super good. You know, so sure. it for just sure. takes a level of focus. And I know I'm stating the obvious here, but to cut down the nets on Monday night, you can't get to Monday night without going to the salute dinner, without the open practice, without your closed practices, without the media event. There's a lot yeah. of lead up to this game. More than they've dealt with, these teams have dealt with all season long. More than the Elite Eight, Sweet Six. The lead up to the Final Four and the media availability and what they're, they're going to ask these players to do, what they're going to ask Coach May to do or Coach Hurley, whoever it is, there's a lot more stuff. You go earlier. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you go to Houston earlier than you've been anywhere else. So right. just the level of focus it takes to, to get it done, it's, it's, it's like no other. Here with Matt McCall, a former UMass head man at Florida assistant, Florida Atlantic assistant, and brought Chattanooga to the NCAA tournament here on ESPN 106.3. Um, so, so first things first, Florida Atlantic, San Diego State on Saturday in the first national semifinal 
in this Final Four. Uh, what is what is the comparison for San Diego State for an opponent that FAU would have faced? And for you, is San Diego State the best opponent that they have faced in this NCAA tournament run? Well, I think it's hard to say that Kansas State is not the best tournament uh, uh, the opponent that they faced. They had the best player. They had the best player. The Cinderella story, and not the Cinderella story, but just the story around Keontae mm-hmm. Johnson not playing the game of basketball for two years. You could have made an argument that he was the best player in that conference for what he was able to do this season. Uh, but this is this is different. And I compared the game versus Tennessee to North Texas okay, because of how physical Tennessee is and how they want to muck the game up and they want to play a slower style of play. That's what this team's going to do. Yeah. The difference to me... And one of the things that makes San Diego State so good is you look at the stat sheet, they've got nine guys that play. Yeah. And they play between 14 and like 28 minutes. So that's a lot of depth on that team, right? So that's the first thing. Second thing is they got a lot of balance. Nobody's, you know, much like FAU, Mm -hmm. I think their leading score is getting 12.6 points per game. So they've got that balance on the offensive end of the floor. But again, you, you heard me talk about focus. FAU in this game, much like Tennessee and North Texas, and this is where they've been so good all year, when you play against a team like San Diego State that wants to play this style, and you look up, and you're at the under-eight timeout, and the score is 8-4, to four, <laughs> you can't be frustrated. Yeah, you can't and be you, phased you by it. You can't be phased by it. You, you've got to just move on to the next possession. Yeah. You know, it, it's like playing against a team that plays matchup zone or runs Princeton, and they're going to hold the ball for 28 seconds of the 30 seconds of the shot clock, and all of a sudden they're going to shoot, and you're going to get they're going to get an offensive rebound. You're going, oh, you got to right. I got to guard this again. Right. Eight to six at the under eight timeout, or six, to, whatever it may be. However low scoring it is, it's like that that old saying, and Coach May says this all. You got to pound the rock. Just keep pounding the rock. Don't get phased by that. Don't get distracted. Keep playing the game. But they're so good defensively. And they've been so good defensively ever since he's been there yeah. as their head coach. And I just think they've got – so it's going to be a great challenge. I, I guess if I had a concern for FAU, 72,000 people. So that, really that, nothing that, on the floor. FAU can handle their business on the floor. The, but FAU does rely a lot on jump shooting. Yeah. And in that arena, it's just different. Yeah. It's, it's different than what they've played in. It's different than Madison Square Garden. It's, it's, di- it's just it's different. It's so cavernous. It's so big. It's so big. And uh, we were talking off air, Ken, mm-hmm. about this. I felt like in 2013, we played in Jerry Dome. Mm-hmm. And we beat Florida Gulf Coast in the Sweet 16 because we were just better. I mean, yeah. we're calling it like it is. And we played Michigan, and we, we kind of created this facade that of playing in the arena, that, just block all that out. It don't matter. When you're open, shoot the basketball and shoot it with confidence, you know, and try to get to the foul line maybe early in the mm-hmm. game to alleviate some of that pressure. And, and it's going to be tense. And it's because, like I said, it's, it's, it's a different feeling. But don't get caught up in the 72,000 people. Yeah. Just go ball. And just go play. Yeah. Just go play. Uh, here with Matt McCall on ESPN 106.3, FAU, uh, they go from – that rugby style against Tennessee. It was 27-22 at halftime. To speak to what you were discussing about, can't get frustrated with the low score. FAU down five. And then they did what they've done all year. And FAU was getting any shot it wanted in the final three minutes of the first half. It's just nothing was falling. Then in the second half, Tennessee clearly 
started to wear down. And FAU continued to get whatever it wanted. Went on a, a 20-4 to run, and that was the game right there. And then they come back two days later, and they play a Kansas State game that wants to track meet this entire thing. You've got the best player in the sport, uh, or at least in this tournament in Noel, who's running the point and doing miracle things, and FAU finds a way to win that. That's got to serve FAU well, that it's shown over and over again in a season sweep in North Texas, beating Tennessee, also getting into a track meet with Kansas State and any countless number of Conference USA teams, that this team can bring it into the mud or they can go baseline to baseline. That's a good advantage to have. I think two of the most impressive plays of the NCAA tournament, not just FAU, of the NCAA tournament, Nick Boyd makes a layup versus Memphis mm-hmm. to take the lead. The clip of transition defense that they've had <laughs> on that next possession. Yeah. And for fans that are just fans and don't know the game of basketball, that is transition defense. All five guys were loading to the ball. John L. Davis blocks a shot to win the game. Fast forward. Mm-hmm. Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Michael Forrest makes the two free throws. The old, the old saying, up by three, do you foul, do you not foul? Do you foul, do you play it out? And it, it, Coaches have nightmares about this, right, when you get in those yeah, situations. Because sure. sometimes you foul and it works. Sometimes you foul, you give up an offensive rebound on the free throw line, it doesn't work. Sometimes they miss on a three-point shot, sometimes they make it. Yeah. But the transition defense in that clip, all five guys, five guys versus the ball to slow Kansas State. And they didn't get a shot off. No, they forced Noel to Those give the to ball me up. Those were the two, two of the best plays in this tournament and why FAU is in the Final Four. That's a microcosm of their season. Go back to the Florida game. What happened at the end of that game? Didn't yep. flinch. No, it didn't flinch. Even did though Mike not, Forrest called a timeout, they didn't have. Didn't have. Did not flinch. They've responded all season long. Again, I, me and you did the game, Ken, when they went to overtime with FIU. Right. At home. Right. Nobody in the stands. On Christmas break. What they do? They, they find ways mm-hmm. to go on those runs. They find ways. They haven't lost a game since February 16th. Yeah, they've won 11 <laughs> That's in a row. amazing. Yeah, they've won 11 straight. Matt, you've talked about impressive plays and like reasons why FAU's here right now. But from a player's perspective, a singular player, if you had to pick one, who is the reason that these guys are here right now? Because I know if I ask Ken... He does it as a collective, right? He, yeah. he speaks as if he's their dad. he's part of the staff. For too. sure. That's, right. for that's, sure. Right. that's culture. That's part of the staff. Look, I'm going to point out one guy because I think he's going to be very, very, very important in this game on Saturday, and that's Vlad Golden. Nice. Because of how they're going to play, getting the ball to the paint and getting it to him in the paint early, and he's been so good. He was great in that game. Coach May did an unbelievable job of putting him in positions to be successful, running actions to get him the ball down yeah. there on the block. I think Vlad is, 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 is huge on Saturday night at 6 o'clock. They've got to find a way to get him going and get him going early to try to alleviate some of that pressure. Here's the other thing, too. Once he gets it going, they get some stops. Yeah. They know they can get out on the break. They've played with such freedom. Don't get away from what you're doing. Don't change what you're doing here. But... If you are struggling from shooting the basketball, which at times they have, mm-hmm. as good as they've sure. been this year, they, they, at times they've, they've shot thirty percent uh, above thirty percent from three two times in their last seven games. Wow. And the only thing I, I love this about Coach May, everybody's complaining about the ball. He hasn't said anything about the ball, right? The, right. the, the new, the yeah, new right, wheels. Right. Everyone's going, and oh, it is different sucks. because Nick Boyd has commented yeah. he he asked for the ball to be deflated a bit in Columbus because that ball it it's is different. it's bouncy and it's different. It's it different. doesn't feel good coming out of the hand. But here's the thing. Get yourself to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Early in the game, too. You get some stops. You get out on transition. 
Take all the open threes you want, but also put pressure on that paint and get to the foul line because if you can get to the foul line, everybody kind of settles down, Mm -hmm. and now you start playing. Uh, Matt McCall joins us here. Brought Chattanooga head coach to the NCAA tournament, part of Billy Donovan's staff. Uh, also a part of Billy Donovan's staff in a first iteration when they went back-to-back with the national championship team. Is there any, not not really from a play standpoint, I mean, those Florida teams are some of the greatest college basketball teams that have ever stepped foot uh, on a floor. Thank you, Ken. I don't think they get enough credit. (laughs) Everyone still wants to talk about Duke and talk about the Gators back to back. Come on. I mean, that's unbelievable story. Yes. Um, From a mentality standpoint, and you've been around Dusty May and this FAU team enough, are there similarities between the approaches of those Florida teams and this FAU team that's two wins away from winning the national championship? I see the sacrifice, I see the unselfishness. Um, Those guys in 06 and 07. Even still to this day, there was still to this day there was genuine love. Mm. There was care. Mm. There was acceptance for everybody on that team. It didn't matter whose night it was. This FAU team is deeper. They're a lot deeper. They yeah. play more guys. Sure, sure. I mean Noah Horford, Torian Green. You know those got Corey Brewer. They didn't come off the floor much. We brought in Chris Richard and Walter Hodge off the bench, and that was a lit- you know literally it in the first one. The second one, Maurice Spates got sprinkled in there every now and then, but just the unselfishness the joy that you see them playing with, celebrating each other's success. Like, that was what that back-to-back team did. They celebrated each other's success, and that's what this FAU team does. What's been the most impressive win of the NCAA tournament in your mind for FAU? I just think the Memphis win, really just because it got them going. Mm -hmm. And now anything can happen. You know, I said this, too. I felt like FAU had to play bad to lose to FDU. They had, yeah. play, they had to play bad. They had to trip over their own feet, credit the run that FDU mm-hmm. went on, but they had to play bad to lose that game, right? Much like in 2006, we're lined up to play George Mason. Miraculous run to the Final Four. Nothing against the run. Coach L, love Coach L. Happy for him that they're in the, in the Final Four again. We played George Mason in the national semifinal. Yeah. With those three horses up front and Noah Horn. We had, we had to play bad to lose that game, right? right? And I, I felt that against FDU. But the Memphis... When you can get that first one, yeah, anything can happen. Against a team who was four days removed from beating the AP number one, number one team. team in the country. You in get, the fashion you, that they did it, you too. You get that first one, man, and it just kind of settles you down. And now, oh, here we go. We get, we're now in the Sweet 16. Oh, and it just kind of – I think the first one was the most important one for FEA. Yeah. Obviously, stating the obvious. But that clip, that transition defensive clip, that block by John L. Davis, that, that that's why FAU is in the position they are. That's just textbook stuff. Now, here's the most important question here. Can Florida Atlantic, as unlikely as it seems, can Florida Atlantic win the national championship? Ken, you know what's ironic is I was thinking about this as I was coming here today. You know, when I was at FAU starting in 2008, everybody was getting furloughed. Yeah. We were struggling just, just you know, to try. What, what are we feeding our guys? Right. right? Coach Travis was it. running around we're trying yeah. to get peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. and, uh, you know, and to see where – Coach May has taken that program now. The answer to your question is yes. I will not be shocked at all if FAU wins a national championship on Monday night. Like I said, the focus level by all these teams once you get to this point, 
whoever has the most of it and can block out all the distractions. And they're good distractions. Yeah, no the doubt. The salute dinner is a great event. You're going to go and you're going to get your your box and there's going to be a watch in there and there's going to be an NCAA <laughs> ring and it's, it's, it's great. And all the gear and everything that's coming their way and the, the send-offs and the private jet and all that stuff. It's great. It's, it's good distractions, but it's also distractions. Mm-hmm. Who stays focused, right? And who focuses in the most on Saturday night? Because the lead up to the game, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Yeah. Um, so, but to answer your question, they've responded all year long. Me and you did a game early on in the season where I had some concerns with them playing Bryant. They just beat the Florida Gators. Right. They beat the Florida Gators, and Bryant was a dangerous, talented team coming off an NCAA tournament. Game was back and forth, got a little chippy. They responded. They found a way to respond. They win the regular season. They go to the tournament. Everyone is expecting them to lose a game because of how good Conference USA. We were talking about yep. it before we came on the how good that conference was. Eighteen and two. A lot of people who follow the conference called UAB North Texas that semifinal, the conference tournament the conference championship tournament game. championship game. Didn't matter what they do, they stayed focused. So to answer your question, yes, no one should be surprised. Everyone should celebrate this team. Not going to be an easy two games. No, starting with the first one, mm-hmm. but they they have as good a shot as anybody. They're there. It's, to add another layer to that, you, you, t- you just said nobody should be surprised. And you came on the show, I believe it was last week or the week before that, and said, no, this is not a Cinderella run. Would you double down on that right now? And also, how aggravating is it to hear every single national media pundit, any clip you can find calling it a Cinderella run? The only reason it's a Cinderella run is because of that building down there on Glades Road. Yeah. 777 well, Glades Road. That's the only <laughs> yeah, reason. 2,900 people. Right. Oh, I, Kenny, I walked in there in... September to go to practice to see Coach May, to see his staff, to be around and see what they were doing. I could see the level of excitement. But I walked out of that gym in 2011 when Billy Donovan hired me back at the University of Florida as an assistant coach. I hadn't been back since 2011, and not one thing outside the locker room has changed in that building. It was a time warp for me. That's the only reason it's a Sydney Umbrella run is because of the facility. I know they're getting an upgrade. That's great. I'm excited for them. The other facilities on campus, the football stadium, all that stuff is great. That's the only reason. They went 18-2 and in that league. Mm Mm-hmm. Eighteen and two, and that is a good. Turn on the NIT finals yeah. tonight. Right, two teams in the two conference, teams USA are, in the conference USA are in the semis. Yeah. No, this is not. A, the only reason it's a Cinderella run is because of the arena. I think that's, that's important <laughs> to note because Matt Norlander of CBS, outstanding writer, great article, wrote a, a piece on Dusty May yesterday and documented. And Dusty, credit to him, he he opened up a bit about this. He took the FAU job before even seeing the facilities. Now, sort of the backstory to that is he got passed over, in a lot of people's opinion, even in Ruston, unfairly for the Louisiana Tech job, which is why he followed then Mike White to Florida. He was the player favorite, roster favorite, Louisiana Tech, and did not get the job. So he goes to Florida. So he was ready to jump on a head coaching job. It was time. It was time for Dusty May to take a job. He talked with AD Brian White, took the job before he saw the facilities, walked in, saw the facilities, and had immediate regret because, as you said, it was like going back into a time warp. You come from La Tech, establishment major program, Florida, where he's the top assistant, to then that, and the the showers are bigger than the locker room area, and it, it, it's been untouched for, for decades. And he said he went back to the hotel, walked in the hotel room, and just the exhaustion of it all, started to cry and told his wife, oh, my God, I, I, I can't do this. This is impossible. You were brought down. With Mike Jarvis, when he took over the program after greatness at BU, George Washington, St. John's, he has a level of expectation, and you walk into that place, you 
were coming off back-to-back national championships at Florida. The streamers were coming down. We, right. And in that first year at FAU, we lost 19, 19 games, games in a row. I was like, man, what did I get myself into? Just how insane yeah. is... And no disrespect to Sean Alarcon. I love him. He's on staff now yeah. for FAU, but... His little poster that still sits in that arena. It's time to change. Yeah, it's time to get yeah, some yeah. upgrades to Sean. No Love doubt. Sean, but we got to get the, you know. And I know they're doing it, but that—that's the only reason. The infrastructure, but that's what goes to show you that stuff. It's it, it matters, but really it doesn't. It's about your culture, your players, mm-hmm. your connectivity. Your care, your love for one another, wanting to celebrate each other's success. That's why they're at where they're at right now. Yep. Throw the infrastructure out. Now they got to do it. They need to upgrade it. It helps, quote unquote, in recruiting, but it's not what matters. It's your culture and it's what he's created. And that's why they got a chance to win it all. Uh, do we have the Jerome Tang real quick, Stone? Yeah, give me about 30 seconds. Okay, I wanted I, I wanted to ask you about this because it, it went viral. Jerome Tang, head coach of Kansas State. And again, talking with Matt McCall, former Chattanooga NCAA tournament head coach, five-year uh, stand at UMass as the head man, former FAU assistant, former Florida assistant here on ESPN 106.3. You can hear him, see him on the field of 68. Jerome Tang walked into the FAU locker room after the game and addressed the FAU team. Very complimentary of them. Let's, let's hear Hear it here. This is courtesy of March Madness CBS. Toughness, your togetherness, your ability to make plays for each other, right? Like the way you communicate with each other. There's no, nobody can beat y'all, right? Nobody can. So just stay together. Don't get distracted between now and then, all right? Stay locked in. Keep doing what you're doing. Y'all are the toughest son of a guns we played all year long. Uh, just proud of y'all be rooting Appreciate for you, it. all right? <laughs> So on its face, like, that's awesome. That's well, such a great message from Jerome Tang. There was a part of me, and maybe I'm cynical, that did find it a little look at me, though, because that could have totally <laughs> happened no, don't do this, away Matt. from the cameras. And uh, there definitely were cameras there. What did you make of uh, that? Well, first of all, I, I think Jerome Tang's a, a high-character guy. Yeah, no doubt. The, the no job doubt. that he did this year was absolutely outstanding, kind of piecing a roster together and going on the run that they did. But... Kenny, I'm 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 kind of I'm with you in terms of hey, if he comes in there, there's him. no there's no cameras or anything, yeah. and it's a great message and it's fully complimentary. And you know, if you wanted to do that, hey guys, can you step out here? I want to say something to this team. Um, I, I, that's how I would have handled it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. to not make it about myself because <laughs> I don't I think his intentions were in the right no place. Doubt. No doubt. But how it could come off, it can come off like he's trying to make it about himself. Right. Right. I mean, there's just no stopping it, though. Like, there are thousands of cameras. I mean, you have yeah, control kind of, over that. Yeah, it's, yeah. And you're also juiced up, and I wouldn't even know, but you guys would. You're also juiced up on a certain amount of adrenaline. You're like, I got a message. I got to get across to these boys. I'm just going to do it, rip this Band-Aid off, and I'm going to go in there. And he walks in there, and he sees every bit of media, every camera. There's just no stopping I, I could there's assume just no he didn't ask Dusty mm-hmm, May before he yeah. did that. I'm not going to put Dusty in that position. Yeah. I can assume that didn't happen. And I, I, I do know this. I don't think Dusty would have, if the roles were flipped, I can't see Dusty doing that. Yeah. Um, just with how his personality, his personality, yeah. uh, and everything. I mean, he does. He's got all these interviews. He's on Dockage. He's on all this stuff. He's on Jim. It's just like every time I click on the little bird on my phone on Twitter, he's on a different thing, right? He's on Jim Rome. He's on, and it's just very, you know, I'm just so happy for our guys. Right. Yeah. Just so happy. There's no he. He doesn't make him about himself, yeah. you know. And to me, like you, you want you want comparisons. That's what Billy did. Mm-hmm. The only difference was Billy had the slick back. 
right? And he kind of, when, when we were wearing suits, he always had, you know, the designer suits. He looked like he worked on Wall Street at different yeah. times. That's the Patino. Always took his jacket off before the ball was even thrown up the air. But he never made it about himself. Yeah. It he just, always deflected to his players. And that's exactly what Dusty May is doing. It was, it's not about him. And, and I, it's not about, it's not about, it wasn't about the University of Florida. And that's how Coach Donovan was. I, I liked Jerome Tang. It just seemed a bit performative to me. That is, uh, th- that's all. Uh, Coach, awesome insight. And we'll do this next week, especially if FAU uh, cuts down some nets on Monday night. Okay? Absolutely. We'll be here. That is the coach, Matt McCall, joining us here. Catch him on the field of 68.